came here for some music. It kind of happened really organically, really like spontaneously. It's not just going in there and making a noise, folks. <laughs> the Classic Rock Files with Kelly Parker. Well, the surviving members of Cinderella have commented on the passing of band's guitarist Jeff Labar. He was found dead by his wife yesterday inside his apartment in Nashville. He was just 58 years old. Tom Kiefer, Eric Brittingham, and drummer Fred Corey issued the following statement last night. Heavy hearts cannot begin to describe the feeling of losing our brother Jeff. The bond between us over the decades of creating music and touring the world is something that we as a band uniquely shared. Those memories with Jeff will be forever alive in our hearts. It's unimaginable that one of our band brothers has left us. We're sending his wife and his son and his family and friends our deepest condolences. His memory will be with us forever, and his music, we, band, family, and management, appreciate the overwhelming outpouring of love. Rest in peace, Jeff. Although Cinderella hasn't released a new solo album since 1994, is still climbing. The band started playing sporadic shows again in 2010, but has been largely inactive for the last few years while Kiefer focused on his solo career. Back in 2016, Labar accepted blame for Cinderella's prolonged period of inactivity, explaining that his drinking problem caused a rift between him and his band mates. He said, quote, I can only speculate, but I believe it's all my fault. It's no secret that I've had a drinking problem, and it showed its ugly face on one of those cruises that Cinderella played. I guess that's what caused a rift when I fell out on one of those cruise ships in front of everybody. Basically OD'd. That's when the band and mostly Tom took notice and basically said, what the F? Asked if he was sober at the time of the interview, again, this is 2016, he said, no, I'm not, which is probably the problem. Like I said, I can only speculate because I don't talk to the other guys anymore. I talk to Fred every now and then. Eric lives 20 minutes from me. We haven't talked lately, but Eric and I have been the most consistent of all my bandmates throughout the last 32 years. It's just Tom and I that don't really talk anymore, and I can only speculate that he's very disappointed and doesn't really want to see me die. Ironic now. He went on to say in this interview that the touring lifestyle fed his appetite for partying all the way back to the 80s. He says, I have a history. It's not just these past issues. I have a history of drinking and cocaine. In the 80s, it was cocaine abuse. In the 90s, it was heroin. I went through every cliche phase that a rock star could go through. I was arrested. I went through rehab. I did all the things Motley Crue did. I just didn't publicize it. I was Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses all wrapped into one. As a band, we tried to hide our dirty laundry, and most of our dirty laundry was me. We didn't try to hide it. We just didn't publicize it. We just didn't tell people, oh, yeah, Jeff's in rehab, Jeff's in jail, Jeff's in whatever. We just didn't publicize it. We actually kept it to ourselves. It was our family. It was our family business, and that's how we treated it. Despite the fact that he hadn't spoken to Kiefer for a couple of years prior to this interview, so I guess at that time it would have been 2014, he said he didn't hold a grudge against Kiefer. He said, I understand why he doesn't return my calls and I don't blame him. I understand and hey, you know, he's been the major talent of Cinderella all this time and he deserves to be solo. Not deserves to be solo, but you know, it was inevitable for him to go solo. He's just one of those guys, lead singer, main songwriter. It's inevitable that he should go solo and basically dump the dead weight. Kiefer told Rock Revolt magazine that some issues, as he put them, within the band going back decades had effectively sidelined the group the last several years. He said, we took some pretty extreme measures to right the ship and fix things, and we made a pact as a band in 2012 that we would not do anything as a band until the issues were resolved. That's how much it came to a head. The issues are unresolved, so that's all I can say about that. So, 
sad news for Cinderella fans, and it looks like it finally got the better of him. Jeff Labar dying yesterday, or at least found dead yesterday at the age of 58. Foo Fighters were the first major act to do a full show at Madison Square Garden a couple of weeks ago. They were supposed to do that in Los Angeles this coming Saturday night as well at the LA Forum. That's now been postponed after a member of their team tested positive. Despite having made every effort to follow CDC COVID protocols and local laws, they said in a statement, there's been a confirmed COVID-19 case within the Foo Fighters organization. Out of an abundance of caution and concern for the safety of the band crew and most of all the fans, Saturday's show at the LA Forum is being postponed to a later date, which will be announced shortly. Meanwhile, Buckcherry canceled eight shows of their current tour in response to their own infection confirmation. They said in a statement, we just discovered that two of our band members have tested positive out of an abundance of caution, etc., etc. We're canceling all shows until July 30th. And that's why we're still watching the border situation here. Next week, the current border agreement between Canada and the U.S. is set to expire on the 21st. Beyond that, we don't know what will happen. And it's not so much what's happening here in Canada, but rates are spiking again in the U.S. So if you've got tickets, like I do, for Eagles, October 2nd, you're watching that one closely. Maybe uh, somebody in your family has tickets for Harry Styles, which I believe is happening right around Labor Day. I know my daughters were going to go. That one a big question mark as well, whether we can get across the border. And finally, cool news alert, acting legend Jamie Lee Curtis is a huge Greta Van Fleet fan. Band has had its critics, people comparing them, saying they're too much like Led Zeppelin. The band itself saying, hey, that's accidental and we are finding our own sound and our sound will continue to evolve. But Jamie Lee Curtis says that listening to Greta Van Fleet's second EP from The Fires got her through filming Halloween Kills, a movie coming out in uh, October. She also had something to say in this new interview promoting the film about how music can be like a time travel machine for us. I mean, look, I'm a happily married 62-year-old woman. By the way, married Nigel Tufnell from Spinal Tap. I get plenty of guitar in my home, but Josh's voice absolutely slays me. We were shooting in Wilmington and we were shooting in this very far away location to be an hour to drive each way I drive myself. And the way I got it through that movie was Greta Van Fleet from the fires. I would get in my car, I would play the album to work. Then I would turn around, play the album on my way home. Oh my, I mean, look, at we could have a longer conversation about music right now. Um, uh, if I play Boston, I am back in my freshman dorm. Radio allows you that same timestamp. You remember when you listened to it. There is something about the auditory experience. If you take away a visual and you just put sound of voices in your ear, it's a timestamp. So if you're a Halloween fan, again, she's promoting Halloween Kills, another sequel. It comes out October 15th. That is the Classic Rock Files.